Adam Silver doesn't like the fact that, you know, the NBA comes off of their, you know, pretty pretty decent response to the playoffs, um, and then uh, they get to the finals, and, and they get Golden State, they get the star power of Steph Curry, and, you know, they're he's hoping that, you know, it's going to kind of stay uh, with that kind of good vibes throughout the, uh, at least a little bit of the offseason. Well, that's not the case, is because everybody now just, you know, it fits into the narrative that, you know, NBA uh, players are a little bit different than most and, you know, care a little bit more about me than than team, and and that's kind of the perception that a lot of people are, are looking at with regard to Kevin Durant, you know, him under contract just arbitrarily saying, hey, I want to trade, okay? So this is what Adam Silver uh, it, we got some sound, actually, from Adam Silver. Let's go ahead and play that sound, uh, hear about uh, the whole situation with Kevin Durant. My view hasn't changed. I'm, I'm, I don't know whether, his, whether he requested a trade or demanded one, frankly. <laughs> um, but, uh, look, we, this needs to be a two-way street. Um, teams provide enormous security and guarantees to players and the expectation is in return that they'll meet their end of the bargain. I'm realistic that there's always conversations that are going to go on behind closed doors between players and their representatives and teams, but we don't like to see players requesting trades and we don't like to see it playing out the way it is. I mean, ideally, especially, you know, as I was just saying in response to the last question, the basketball was fantastic this past season, the playoffs, we had wonderful finals, and I don't want to be naive, but I would like, I would love the focus to be on the play on the floor. Um, and as to what we can do about this issue, again, I, it, when a player asks to be moved, um, it has a ripple effect on a lot of other players, on that player's team and other teams. So. It's not just potentially um, the league or the team governors who are impacted by that, but lots of other players as well. So it's one of those issues that as we move into this collective bargaining cycle, which we're just beginning now, we intend to t discuss with our Players Association and see um, if, there are the, if there are remedies for this. So is he right? Well, first of all, am I right that Let's face it, the, this has been the, the story of the offseason, right? It, it is, and despite what Adam Silver says, deep down there, there's part of him that, that loves this, that eats this stuff up. The way, what? The, the, the way that ESPN... This start, hurts the league, dude. It, it, it doesn't. It, it, okay, well, actually, let me, let, me, let me take a step back for a second. In some ways, it does, but in some ways... This has made the NBA what it is. This has made the NBA a 12-month-a-year sport like the NFL. And despite whatever he says, especially since, since these comments were at the owners' meetings, that's him talking on behalf of the owners. But Adam Silver, the commissioner who's not talking on behalf of the owners, loves this stuff. And, and honestly, he's culpable in part of it, too. Well, uh you know, it's an interesting take. Uh, Wayne, do you agree with Sam? Uh, is Do you think deep down Adam Silver loves this? Or are you like uh, in my you know court on this and saying that this is just kind of bad for the brand? Um, I think sometimes uh, uh, any publicity is good publicity. And I think you're right. I mean, they're, I think you get, they're talking about him. So I think that's actually a good thing about NBA. I mean, it's, the NBA season's over and... Even during the NBA, we're talking about NFL because of the trades and people moving around, True. bouncing around. Uh, 
I, but I think what needs to I think what needs to happen is that the, there, there's a different generation gap, right? And I think we're seeing the new the millennials coming in and being more boisterous on things because that's the platform they grew up on is being on social media, being reactive to things, being responsive to things, and voicing. As the years come on, but we're, it's just so we're used to athletes just down and being quiet. That's why I think Vince Lombardi would do horrible in this generation of athletes because his mindset was was not conducive to the culture that is right now. And I think if you're not well, adapting to players, please, players want to get paid, yeah, but they don't want to hey, be in a situation that's best for them. Here's the too. thing, though, that separates it, Wayne. We're talking about KD. KD is not a millennial. He can. How many? If you had to guess, how many years do you think KD's been in the league? Um, he's been there for about fifteen. <laughs> Bingo! Hey, good for you. Uh, yeah, no. I, so, so, well, so he's that's in the 30s now. No doubt about it. Yeah, so, he was drafted by the SuperSonics before <laughs> they moved to Oklahoma City. <laughs> that that really kind of puts it in perspective. All right, hey, Wayne. Thank you so much. Appreciate the call here. Uh, Wayne got through at five zero five nine nine four one zero one seven nine nine four one zero one seven. So, so the deal on on uh, what makes this is you. We, we went from the time that this came out, we had Dr. Weir in studio. I said, if you had to start a team with any one NBA guy, who would it be? And what did he say? KD. He said, because he could create a shot unlike any other player in the league. Uh, and, I mean, that's no disrespect to a bunch of ones right in the vicinity. But, uh, anyway, that's, that's what kind of makes it different. Well, and, and what you used a phrase earlier that's actually really at the center of this whole discussion about the, the br- uh, or about the brand of the game, I think, is what you said. I might be yeah, perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there is. There, there, there's the brand of basketball, and there's the brand of the NBA, and that's where the dividing line is because it, the brand of basketball hates what's happening in free agency. The brand of the NBA can't get enough of it. Well, uh, then... There's not going to be any end in sight. I mean, uh, you know, just to, to people that are not NBA fans, you know, they're hearing like the big stories about James Harden and, you know, this, that, or the other. Uh, and, you know, they're hearing stories about um, Russell Westbrook, Kyrie Irving. I mean, he, right. probably he, I should have started with him. Uh, so it's like, it's, it's not about like the things that you would want them to be talking about on the court but hey maybe i'm just like got my head in the sand no, and realized because like you said i'll just back down from you is uh, the same stuff is going on with the nba or nfl right. in the offseason it, it's always and honestly i would i would argue that the nba offseason has gotten better than the nfl offseason but that's <laughs> that, that's more about just how both leagues operate and how they let their stars operate off the field that's i mean but that's that's a whole separate conversation it, it, it's the it, it, it's you know it's it's when we hear that these guys are looking at you know Kyrie's looking at a and I'm throwing out the number I forget exactly what it is but Kyrie's looking at a 40 million dollar player option and he's weighing his options do I take that or do I try to go get a new contract somewhere else yeah that that's a huge turnoff when they're that blunt about it but to the, you know, going back to you know Paul Weir wants Kevin Durant on his team it's because of the basketball and it's because that's automatically be, going to become one of the best teams in the league and one of the most popular teams okay. in the league